Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Lex P. And it's your girl, Dre McCall. And we, we just, just jumped, jumped off, off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Period. She banking on me on the bank. I smack her, she let her get spanked. I tackle her, let her wrestle. Young bachelor, we love All right, y'all. We have the beautiful Lex P. and Dre Nicole from the Poor Minds Podcast off the porch with us today. Yay. Hey, what's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? How are y'all feeling, first <clears throat> and foremost? Great. Good. We got the Casamigos flowing. Yeah. So y'all <laughs> no, All we know. need is a little drink and we Ooh. good to go. Okay, so <laughs> I'm finna start this off with giving y'all y'all's flowers. Because y'all's podcast, like, you know, everybody does podcasts, but like y'all's podcast, y'all really say what we're thinking. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever says what we're thinking, but it be like them deep thoughts that like, you know, you don't want nobody to know that that's going to come mm -hmm. out your mouth. Yeah. Y'all say all of that. Yeah. <laughs> and that is why I think I love y'all so much and why I can actually sit and listen and watch mm -hmm. y'all's podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Because people don't like, don't like to give us our credit. They act like we ain't not here, you know, making moves. No, but I will say like the stuff that we don't want to say or we don't even want to tweet. We, we don't want nobody to know that we think that you think right. it. <laughs> that's crazy though because i really do think it's crazy that people just don't say how they feel because i think it just comes so natural to us right so it's weird to me that people be so apprehensive about saying how they feel about stuff but you know what <laughs> i i think it's really like the way social media has shaped how if you speak your opinion like you can't be opinionated nowadays because if you are they're like oh, well, now she's like this or she's like this. Mm -hmm. It just has made it to where your opinion, especially as a black woman, right. your opinion is not like, no. Right. You can't say how you feel. It's right. a problem. I say this a lot of times. I feel like the purpose of Poor Minds was we wanted to create a space for women like us because we didn't see that. Mm -hmm. We're not, like, everybody feels like, oh, the quote, unquote aesthetic of like a baddie or you know you're just supposed to be that and that's it because literally when we started this show um we talk about this on our show a lot the guys that we were dating were like no y'all need to be seen and not heard and it's like yeah, yeah we actually had a lot of people tell they us were that not feeling the yeah. idea of us doing this show together oh my but god it's so funny because now those same people asks to come on asks the show. to come on the show <laughs> want to work with us like all type of stuff yeah so i feel like it was important for us to create a space for like you know black women like we want to have luxury nice things and we can also be producers. We can be smart and talk about certain topics. Like we just had, um, we just had Trap I, on the show, yeah, Wall we just Street had Trapper. Wall Street Trapper on the show, and you know he always is promoting financial literacy mm -hmm. 
and I think it was a different episode, something that people not used to seeing us talk about. Right. And I think it's gonna do really well when it drops just for that reason, because I think sometimes people tend to assume or think that we're one dimensional, mm -hmm. you know? And that sucks because I mean, but I think that's something that kind of comes with being in this industry, and especially when you look a certain way, like people oh, don't really yeah. take you. Don't serious. even get me started on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you we know, you know, girl, because you're cute too. <laughs> Thank you. But you know, like if you look a certain way, mm -hmm. they just expect you not to have no type of morals, mm -hmm. not type of principles. But it's like. And then I'm from Texas, so you're not finna do me like that. Like, right. you know, I We don't play that. Yeah. Okay, get it into Texas. Y'all are from Houston, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, yeah, from, I'm from Orange. Houston. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm from Houston. I was gonna let you say. <laughs> I'm from Fruit City, City all day. I <laughs> look, I'm gonna say Fruit City every time. Now, I lived in Houston for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I love Houston down, but like, Orange is where I was raised. I was actually born in California, but I was raised in Orange, Texas. So yes, I'm Fruit City down. Oh my God, I've never heard of Orange, Texas. Really? It is a very small town. Yes. I mean, now how you from Texas? You ain't heard. But I, I mean, mean I I've heard of like Waco, Tyler, Lubbock, Beaumont. Like, well, Beaumont, Beaumont is right by Beaumont. Right by Beaumont. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. Like yeah. those, that, girl. What be going on in Orange, Texas? Nothing. <laughs> Having babies. <laughs> just you just stay there and have babies. That's what people do in Orange. Yeah, that's crazy, man. <laughs> and then you're from Houston, Drea. What yes. part of Houston are you from? I am originally from, the crazy thing is I'm originally from the North Side. Oh, I, am. I never knew that. Yeah. Ooh, mm -hmm. I gotta hide my bag. Originally. Let me hide my purse. But like, you know, when I got older, we moved to the South Side, so, yeah. Now, and you guys, well, I don't want to say that y'all are from Atlanta. I'm sorry, girl. I just realized this house said I got to hide my purse. <laughs> y'all know, know how them North Side people get down? Oh, I don't know. I We get a lot of people from the South Side. Yeah. It's a lot of people from the South Side. But I don't really consider myself to really be from the North Side. Because I feel like to, if you really from a side of town, like you had to stay there for a yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, You know? But like that's where I stayed when I was little. And I'm joking. I, she, just, ain't, she ain't joking. joking Transitioning from Texas to Atlanta, what was that experience like for y'all? It was well, hard. yeah, it was hard for me. Like yeah, I was broke. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> for me. It wasn't really hard. I just had like I feel like a lot of obstacles. You mm. know, the first few years, um, like I moved here with somebody. And then I thought I knew them and our relationship didn't end up working out. We had to break our lease in the middle of the um, lease or whatever. So then I had to go from splitting my rent and like, you know, having somebody help me pay the bills to do everything by myself. And I wasn't really financially prepared to do that. And um, then it was just sucky too, cause I didn't have a friend out here anymore. You know what I mean? I was just kind of out here by myself. And so I convinced Lex to move here. And so that kind of made me happy when she moved out here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got a real friend out here again. And um, yeah, I don't know. Ever since you moved here, that just really kind of made things a little easier for me. Yeah. Now, Lex, were you, <laughs> were you prepared to move out here? Hell no, no. I but I will say I'm glad that I did it, mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna lie. Um, I, I think I've talked about this on our show as well. I grew up very privileged, very spoiled, never really had the struggle. Um, I've always had like a parent or my sister was always, they were always just took care of me, I'm the baby. So 
So honestly, when I moved to Atlanta, it was a decision that I made and I wasn't ready financially, but I feel like you're never really gonna be ready. Right. So when I moved out here, like, you watch the show, so you know, it's a joke that I, I got $3. I literally <laughs> moved out here with $3, okay? I you have, really literally moved out here with $3. I had $3, okay? I had $3 and I packed my stuff up and I lived. And it was a it was a struggle. I was literally, and I, I can share this now because I think it's a part of my journey. And I don't want to make it seem like I was struggling because she wasn't living in a nice apartment. I was living on her couch, but it was a very pristine apartment, okay? <laughs> so, but I mean, essentially, I was kind of homeless. Yeah. You know, like I didn't have a home. Like I was literally crashing with her. It was crazy because I immediately got into a relationship when I moved out here. And that was just a very toxic situation. Mm -hmm. um, my first year in Atlanta was hard. Like. Mm -hmm. It was just like when I look back on it, I'm like, how did I get out of that? I really don't know. Like it was, God, it was a it be God, right? It really, it really is. And I will say for people that like want to move now, Atlanta is crazy. You either gonna make it and do really, really well, or the city gonna suck you in. And you gonna have to move. Right? And you gonna have to move back home. Now I will say, being in Atlanta, I have reached um, points in my career that I never thought I could. Mm -hmm. I met people that have just helped me and got me to where I am. So if you want to come to Atlanta and really, really work. Everybody is here, especially if you're in the black, if you're black and you're in the entertainment industry. This is the place to be. Yeah, it's so much opportunity out here. I tell people that all the time. It like, is. You know, you can really connect with the right people if you stay focused, but it's very easy to get distracted out here. Oh, yeah. You know? But you know, they be saying like, all the tricks being Atlanta, but I really feel like the tricks being Houston. They be everywhere. Y'all think they be everywhere? Yeah. And I definitely think it's more of them here than it is in Houston. A lot of Houston dudes be having that, like, be having a pimp mentality. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, pimping so big in Texas. Like, it really is. Like, you know that pushing P, like, we, it's really pushing P yeah, out there. Yeah, facts. For like, real. a lot of those guys out there really have that type of mentality. Um, I definitely feel like when I lived in Houston, I definitely talked to some dudes who used to do stuff for me. <laughs> but it wasn't, like, on the level of the guys that I've met. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, you oh, come to Atlanta, you'll meet a yeah. guy, your rent will be paid four months. Yeah. Out the gate. Houston dudes, Dallas dudes ain't doing that. Oh, no, 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 no. Nah. I don't know, y'all. I mean, maybe, shit, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I be having to watch what I say on here, too, so I can't even I say mean, too much. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, Houston dudes definitely be spending some money. Remember I talked to a Houston dude um not that long ago? Ooh. What it was, it 2020? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was talking to a dude in 2020, and he was he lived in Houston. And I mean, like, he definitely used to be, you know, I was spending that shit. He did. <laughs> he did. So, I, you know, I can't give them a bad name. I can't give all of y'all a bad name. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Oh, for sure. But I think the one thing that I love about you guys is that 
y'all are also good friends, like real ass friends, yeah. but y'all are business partners as well. Mm -hmm. And you know, they always tell you, do not do business right. with your friends. Yeah. So I just really want to know how you guys have maintained like a strong friendship over the years and able to have a successful business like you do now. Well, child, it wasn't always strong. It wasn't. <laughs> the friendship was not always strong. Like we definitely went through a really rough patch. And yeah. you, can, you can actually listen to the episodes. There's a lot of episodes when it was Wind Down Wednesday and some of the beginning of Poor Minds where we used to literally be arguing. It was episodes we actually had to delete because we were arguing so bad. Yeah. But I also feel like we got to a point to where it was like, okay, Poor Minds cannot go on anymore. Either we're gonna be friends or we're gonna be enemies and just go our separate ways. Right. But it got to a point to where I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck about Poor Minds. I want my friend back. Right. I yeah. didn't care about the pot, the show. I didn't care about nothing. I was like, I need my friend because I don't have anybody. Yeah. So right. you know what? Forget this, let's have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy because I had literally lost my job and I had a homeboy, he was like, let's go to Jamaica for your birthday. And I was, he was like, bring a friend. And usually I'll be like, oh, I don't want to bring Drea because you know, we weren't getting along. But I was like, you know what? <laughs> Let me bring my friend because I don't have a job. So we got to go in on Poor Minds, let's fix our relationship. But I think from there on out, we mm -hmm. were so, um, we had created boundaries with each other because I think that you have to do that in a friendship. So yes. when, when we're in a business meeting, it's not Drea, Nicole and Lex P. It's, you know, the business. When we're hanging out, we at the club, we're not talking about poor moms. We turning up and we having fun. So the meetings don't leak out to the club and the club don't leak out in the meetings. It's very much separate and we've gotten so good at that. And I think too that, um when we disagree on a business level, we don't take it personal. Right. You know, and it, so it doesn't transfer over into our real life friendship. Like if I tell Lex I have this great idea, or at least I think it's a great idea, and then I tell her and she'd be like, bitch, no, that's not a good idea. I'm not gonna take it personal. You know right. what I mean? If she don't wanna do certain stuff. And I think that that's where a lot of people mess up too with doing business with their friends is that they can't separate the business from the personal. Mm -hmm. Like she said, we have gotten really, really good at that, but it did take some time. A long time. Oh, it, I yeah. don't say a long time, but it took some time for to some. you. <laughs> to you. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's really hard because, especially, and I think this goes back into the way you're raised. Like, you know, certain people were raised on certain morals and principles. Yeah. So it's like, you know, when you get into the business, I hate to say this, but them morals and principles that you got, like, you gonna have to compromise at some point oh, to where yeah. it's like, what? Where it's like, okay, I know you fake, but we still got to do business together. Right, right, but, right. And that, I will say, mm -hmm. I had a problem with that for a minute because, mm -hmm. you know, look, that stuff is runs very heavy. So it's like, I was like, uh-uh. Mm -hmm. I don't like the way you move. We ain't doing business together, but you can't be like that. And it, it's, it's a lot. Like it, I think how um, we operate is like, I'm a person, loyalty over love any day. Yeah. I want some, like, it's easy for people to love you. Mm -hmm. Right. Love, love is subjective. Loyalty isn't. Yep. There's no way around it. Like you either loyal or you're not. You can love people in different types of ways. Exactly. And it can be, but loyalty is that what it is. So I feel like for us. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. We are so loyal to each other because at the end of the day, it's me and Drea. We don't, we gonna figure it, we gonna figure it out. And no I, matter what. And sorry, I don't mean no, to go. Okay. But I will say, we have been blessed enough to be signed to a media company that's about family. Like, that's our family. Like, I 85 South, yeah. like, yeah. they have really just put their, like, mm -hmm. arms around us and really embraced us. And, right. you know, a lot of people don't get to be signed to people that they actually fuck mm -hmm. with and they exactly. cool with. Like, we are literally a family. No, we so. are. We love our managers. Right, like, so. we get along with them so well. Yeah. It's just a great partnership, you know what I mean? But going back to kind of touch on what Lick said, I just feel like we're very blessed, though, because we're two individuals that to where loyalty is very important to us. With a lot of people, it's not. Mm -hmm. And so in that sense, I can't really tell people that it's easy to do business with your friend because your friend loyalty might not be important to them. And you your friend, I mean? not me. Yeah, your friend, <laughs> your friend might not be a real one. Right, so, can't relate. You know, but it's, it's definitely, we've had our trials and tribulations for sure. But um, I'm glad that we- I love when you use the big words. <laughs> it's giving educated queen. We definitely have had our trials and tribulations, but you know, I'm glad that we stuck through it because I think about that all the time. I'm like, what if when we were having those rough patches in our friendship, we decided to stop doing the show? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we never would have got to this point. And it's just so crazy to even imagine my life Without, Without me. Yeah. Facts. And I and I say this all the time too on Poor Minds. It probably is so repetitive to so many people who actually <laughs> listen to the show. But I say all the time, like, because I really used to be like the type of person where when I get into it with people or if you start getting on my nerves, I'm ready to cut you off. Like, I'm, I'm not way. working out no friendship with you. Like, if you, if it's, because I just don't like nothing that's too toxic and too mm -hmm. messy and i feel like if somebody is meant to be your friend same thing with a lover whoever y'all shouldn't be arguing all the time mm. y'all shouldn't be getting into it all the time so with me as soon as i start having issues and spats with somebody all the time to me it's an indication that i need to get rid of you so with Lex, when I met her, she's very much a talker, a communicator. That is not me. Like I said, I'm ready to end it when we arguing. She would be like, no, because I'd be telling her, girl, I don't want to be your friend no more. And I'd be we like, I'll got see you tomorrow, girl. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. She, I would be like, we don't got to be cool no more. We ain't never got to talk again. I don't give a f <laughs> <laughs> and she would be like, okay, girl, whatever. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll and she be would back. literally call me the next day. And she'll be like, okay, are you ready to talk now? Well, because like you said, like the way mm -hmm. I was raised. So <laughs> I, I have a very small family. You know, uh, my dad passed away when I was little. Like it was really just me, my mom and my sister growing up. So mm -hmm. my sister is like my best friend. Like if you know me, mom, me and my mom and my sister are very, very close. So with that being said, when I make friends, my friends are my family. Mm -hmm. So you think our arguments were bad? Me and my sister, my sister used to beat my ass plenty of times. And see, I'm but I love only, her. Yeah. So it's like at the end of the day, Drea, I don't care what you say to me. You're my sister. So we'll talk about this later, Pooh. I'll see you tomorrow. And see, I don't know anything about having that type of bond with somebody because <laughs> I'm an only child. Mm. So it was always just me. Wow. Yeah, it was always yeah. just me. So it's like I'm used to being a loner. Like I'm, I'm so used to being by myself and being alone because I literally was always by myself as a kid. You right. know? So I feel like that transferred over into my adult life. And that's another reason why it's so easy for me to to cut people off and I do have a little sister now but girl she like how old is she she like three two. 
<laughs> oh wow! <laughs> long story. It's long. a long. This, we not even gonna story. Do that. <laughs> but yeah, she's like three, so it's like I never really had a sibling, so I never had nobody where it was like I gotta. I'm arguing with you and I'm disagreeing with you, but I still love you, mm -hmm. and we still gotta fuck with each other. Like I never yeah. had that type of relationship, so that's why I just always be like, you know what? Be tricking on my nerves. Yeah, Goodbye. Now, Drea, you had tweeted about friendship PTSD. Mm -hmm. We never talk about that. We and don't. I want to talk about that right now on the porch because when I say that is such a real thing, oh, I don't think sure. people even Let's understand chat. that. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's friendship chat. PTSD. So what were some things that happened when it came to friendships to where now you're like, I can't just let anybody in and be my friend? Girl, I'm just so, like, I have had, and it sucks to say this, but I'm such a loyal person, but I have had so many women, like, betray me as my friend, like, people that I thought I was really cool with, and they just kind of switched up on me. And a lot of the time, you know, I don't want to sound, because um, I'm trying to see how I want to say it, because I don't want to sound cocky, but I feel like... Pop your shit! Something that Lex always tells me all the time, so she just be like, women can be really weird with you for some reason. Like she was like, it's almost kind of like they just don't like you and they be jealous of you. But then they almost at the same time want to be, they want to be my friends and want to be cool with me for the same reasons why they end up, I feel like, resenting me mm -hmm. and betraying me later on down the line. It's so weird. And so I feel like I had to get to a point to where I started taking people at face value because I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Me and Lex were actually just talking about this earlier. I feel like I'm a really intuitive person, but for whatever reason, sometimes I be getting bad feelings about people, but I'll still like... Be friends with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so when I look back on it, every situation that I was ever in, where I didn't listen to my first mind, those people always did me so dirty. And like I said, it would be stuff like I didn't even do anything to deserve it. Like I literally had a girl a few years ago. You didn't do anything. I mean, to I'm some kidding. people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. To some people. I mean, because I ain't gonna sit here and act like I'm 100% perfect. I mean, none of us have not, you know, in life, We're we've flawed. all wronged yeah. somebody before. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I ain't never wronged nobody. But if at State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. My friendships for the most part, I don't, I've never done anything to a lot of those people, but I even had a girl, like I thought me and her was really cool. She ended up going, tell this girl that started talking to my ex, she started telling the dude, I mean, started telling the girl all type of stuff that I would tell her. And then the girl went back and told my dude, like my old dude. Like, just on some messy mm. stuff. And she, it was unprovoked. Like, she had no reason to do that. I remember that. That was crazy. Yeah. Like, girl, I don't know. People be We weird. can even go back to elementary school. All right. Not all right. Let that hurt go. Let that hurt go. All How right. used to be writing about me <laughs> but and I would say books. This. I thought we was cool. Let me, say, let me say something, though. I feel like with her, 
it's a very weird society. Which Pe- means because like that like bad bitch shit like people will literally want to be your friends because you got a Rolex on you got a Gucci bag and you got your body done. I don't operate like that. If that shit is weird to me, like mm. I'm not trying to be funny. Like I told you when I moved out here, I really didn't have no money. So I really now I look back on that's probably why I didn't make a lot of friends. I actually made a tweet and I was being funny, but I was being mm-hmm. serious. Like the first time, like I moved out here. Me, Drea, and a girl that she was friends with at the time, we all went out to eat. I had a little bag on me. She was like, oh, girl, your bag is cute. Where you got it from? I said, I don't know, girl. I got this from Rainbow or something. I'm thinking we about to bond over finding a cute bag that's you cute. You ain't think y'all was about to bond. <laughs> she was like, oh. I was like, me and my Rainbow bag is about to go. <laughs> I mean, in Atlanta, it's very much that type of place. I feel it's like very I didn't materialistic. Really yeah, I didn't experience a lot of that until I Because you had I that shit on. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say that. I was just going to say I feel like I didn't experience it because it just wasn't like that in Houston. Right. Now, granted, I feel like at this point, it's like that everywhere because of social media. Like, right. That's exactly. all that everybody care about is material shit. Like the bags you got, what shoes you got on, do you have some jewelry, what kind of car you drive, where you stay at. Like, because everything is about a look mm-hmm. on Instagram. Even if people like, and I'm not just going to say Instagram, social media in general, everything is about a look. As long as you look like you got it, it don't matter if you really got it. Right. To a lot of people. Right. But it's crazy because people will judge, like, how you said in that situation. And I'm not saying that that was the situation for that girl. But it's crazy because there's so many women out here who will judge a woman, like, judge Lex because she didn't have a certain bag. Whole time, though, you might have on a certain bag, but you ain't got that amount of money in your bank account. And don't. And they don't. Or you might have on that Chanel bag, or you might have on that Gucci bag, whatever. But you really you thirty thousand dollars in but debt. But you really should have paid your rent. Exactly. Because now you trying to figure out how you gonna get your rent money. Look, I got my own place. I own my car. Right. I'm mm. debt free. <laughs> Two cars. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop playing with me, cause I am not one of them. So I feel Period. like a lot of times, like, cause we always talk about, you know, date a guy that does for you, that helps you, cause I love that. But when I say my first two years in Atlanta, like the guys I was dating and dealing with, they would give me money. I'm not going shopping. I'm paying off my credit card bills. I'm paying off my student loans. And therefore, now, five years later, I'm debt free. Now I can go to the store Bro, and get me a bag. If you say that in one more interview, you should I be. am <laughs> debt free. I'm about to teach classes how to become debt free off these niggas. You need to start teaching the class because y'all legs are little. One thing I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm dead. I am debt free. Free. I don't owe nobody <laughs> nothing. Uh, creditors come to me, they trying to borrow money from me. Nah, but I'm playing, but for real, she goes. Because I mean, I still got a little bit more of my student loans to pay off. But you know, we gonna see. Yeah, but so I, I feel like a lot of times, like, you know, people like to put us in a box, like, oh, they just wanna, they're gold diggers. They just wanna date men who have money. No, like, I feel like I am an ambitious person. I picked myself up and I made things happen. And I just want the same type of man that does that. I, I, mean, I want an ambitious person. I mean, in, in 2022, let's change that narrative. It don't matter what anybody thought me and you was four years ago or however long ago when we first started Poor Minds. At this point, I am the nigga with the money. Mm. Okay, like, now. we've gotten to that point. So Ooh. it's like nobody can't even little girl me or feel like Ooh. I'm a gold digger because I'm not. I like, got I the make gold, my, bitch. I got the gold. <laughs> Really, you niggas be digging. Ooh, not they be digging. 
<laughs> you niggas be trying to dig with seed. Mm -mm, I ain't no shit Yeah, <laughs> we have to talk about the journey with poor minds because you guys, in my eyes, I don't even want to say in my eyes, but like on some real shit, y'all are them girls when it comes to the podcast world. Thank you. Thank you. So I really want to dive into y'all's journey with this because launching a podcast and then not only that, making money off of it, mm -hmm. and then not only that, being a partnership with another big podcast, 85 South Show, like that's a lot. That's big. Yeah. Let's get into it. Well, look, let, let me correct you a little bit because I probably said it myself. Poor Minds is not a podcast. It's more so of a brand. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. You I'm know, sorry. like, no, no, no. That's what, because I got to get out of the habit of calling. Cause we it, do. We do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, we do the same thing, but we're more than a podcast. Poor Minds is a brand. Mm -hmm. So Can there's some more costly. <laughs> oh, you want me to go get you some? It's okay. smidgy. <laughs> so Poor Minds is a brand. So when we first started Poor Minds, we was like, yeah, like we were just on YouTube doing anything. Mm -hmm. We was doing hair tutorials. I saw the whole bag. Face wash. Whole <laughs> bag legendary video, might I add. That is. Yes. The whole bag video. Legendary. We Very. a lot of people with that video. Okay. Um, so <laughs> we did, we did. But I will say like when I moved to Atlanta, it was just kind of like, Let's do something, because every time we were hanging out, people were like, y'all are so funny. Like, y'all need to record this. When I tell you, when we go to places, people literally crack up laughing at just our interactions. And we be on our own little world. Like, we don't even know people laughing at us. So we was just like, okay, let's start a YouTube channel. Started the YouTube channel. And it was crazy because my ex was like, you know what? You and Dre need to sit down and talk about hot topics and whatever and just record it. I think that'll be good and y'all drinking. Did you mm -hmm. So basically my ex was like, y'all need to sit down and just talk about hot topics, <laughs> whatever y'all thinking, like just talk about it. He was like, because you're opinionated, you're hilarious. She opinionated, she's funny, she's hilarious. Like it's gonna work. Right. So we was like, he was like, and call it wine down Wednesday. Y'all need to drink some wine and make sure y'all get drunk. Mm -hmm. Literally, I really owe him a check low key. I hope he don't see this, but he really came up with the idea, like truly. So we, like, we'll give him a check. We gonna give him a check. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna definitely, you know, pull up on him and give him a little yeah. shum shum. But anyway, so yeah, he was like, do this. And honestly, when we posted Wine Down Wednesday, it was like, I'm not gonna sit up here and lie and say, oh, everybody just fucked to it. But like- Cause they did They did it. But I would say like, all of our videos had like 100 views. That one had like 500. <laughs> Yeah. So at the time we was like, oh, we, you know, we was like, oh, we on we with our something. little 500 views. Yeah. So I feel like we just took that, and I will say, in four years, so it was Wind Down Wednesday. Then we changed the name because Wind Down Wednesday was so generic. And there's, mm -hmm. you can hashtag Wind Down Wednesday, mm -hmm. and there's so many things that are gonna show up. So we actually used to work with DJ Screen. So he was like, y'all have to change your name. And shout mm -hmm. out to Screen. Yeah, Screen, shout out to Screen. Uh, yeah. Big, big Facts is a huge yeah, podcast big facts right is now like, too. Yeah, shout out to him and Big Bank and Baby J. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so we started, he was like, Screen was like, y'all gotta change his name. Y'all have to brand y'all self because Wind Down Wednesdays is so generic. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. So Scream told us to change the name. We came up with Poor Minds. How did we even come up with that? Somebody asked me that the other day. They was like, how did y'all even come up with Poor Minds? And I think, didn't we both make like lists? Yeah, and we I made like a list. Two of our names. Together. Yeah, we mixed something like, you had said something Minds and I had Poor yeah. something. And mm -hmm. 
But either way it goes, I will say this. Since the day we started Wind Down Wednesdays till now, it's been four years, we've never missed a week. We've dropped the episode every fucking week. Even when I went on vacation, like I went on a, va a week-long vacation one time and Lex did an episode by, by myself. Herself. Recorded, I was sitting in my living room oh, wow. talking. Yeah, like, because I feel like when you believe in yourself and you consistent, it's gonna happen. Mm -hmm, There's right. an audience for everything. You can sit here and literally drink anything and people gonna be like oh i just want to hear her talk about it and review it there's yeah. an audience for anything and i feel like that's the key like people always write us and they be like oh i'm about to me and my friend want to start a podcast or i'm about to start a podcast what can we do what type of tips can you give us consistency that's really the only thing honestly i tell people that all the time like just be consistent because if you're consistent yeah. with anything you gonna make it eventually and let me give a little unsolicited advice because i see a lot of podcasts out there that do their shows and seasons don't do that Cause you can have eight episodes, like the podcasts that are popular, they can do that because they have, they have already built up that audience. Right. If you're a new podcast, do not do your show in seasons. You need to drop every week. Cause let me tell you something. If I have a whatever going on, the listeners don't care what I got going on. They want to see the show. Right. You have to drop weekly or daily or whatever kind of show yeah. you have. They don't care that your cat died. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, my thing is just like, what do you think people gonna do when you not posting? Like if you do your show in seasons, okay, for that three months, four months that you not posting, what you think people doing? Right. They gonna listen to something else. So then when you finally do come back and you posting again, honestly, nobody really cares. Honestly. Cause they have gotten used to not listening to you anyway. Right. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry say that out loud. Now, when it, when it comes to like having a successful show like you guys have, what are some things that go on behind the scenes that people would never know? As far as challenges, work. I think a lot of times people think we just show up to the studio and be like, oh girl, let's talk about this today. No. It's First of all, work. having a show for four years, and there's some shows that have been on air and been doing it for longer than us, First of all, we've talked about everything under the sun. Right. So being creative and coming up with topics, that's hard. Mm -hmm. Finding a, a crew around you, and we are so blessed. Shout out to the team, Tahir, Craig, Javier, everybody. Like, we have an amazing team. We do. So finding a team is hard. Like I said, like keeping your creative juices flowing, mm -hmm. doing things outside and branching it into the show and mm. creating a, like we've created a brand at this point. Right. So, but to do that is hard. A lot of people, they just have a show. Mm -hmm. We have a brand, we got merch, a clothing line. Like it's so much that goes into poor minds. So I think mm -hmm. a lot of people think we just show up and we look cute. Nah, we're producers, Right. <laughs> we're directors, we're clothing designers. It's a, it's a lot on our resume <laughs> we that, we better be women of many. I'm just saying it's a lot that goes into like we're not just, you know, some people have the the blessing to be able to just walk on set and they have everything and they can just, oh, these are the bullet points and they can go about their day. We don't have that because we want full control. We own our 100 percent of our IP. And if you are in the media, you know what that means. Like, we have full control. <laughs> Period. We, nobody runs this Yeah, a lot us. of people think that we're, like, signed and, like, we have, like, a crazy deal. Like, we've seen, like, comments where people be thinking we have, like, a crazy deal where our managers are getting, like, so much of our money. And it's like, no, we have a really 
Good deal. It works out for the both of us. And it works us. out for the both right. of us. And right. we feel, like, because that's the thing, the people that we're assigned to, shout out to 85, like, they're so big about independence mm-hmm. and being independent. So, like Lex said, like, no, we didn't sign no crazy deal where it's like they're getting, like, 75% of our IP <laughs> and we're getting 25%. Right. And I mean, I'm not trying to be shady. The math was math. And I mean, I'm I was not, counting. I mean, and I'm not trying to be shady, but it is a lot of podcasts out there where they are like kind of in deals like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, with us, it's not like that. Our managers really believe in independence and what's that? Ooh. chick just came through. <laughs> Period. And, Look, <laughs> that Casamigos hit now. We get we get to the good shit. <laughs> no, it's just so funny because you was just talking about merch and we just got a merch order. That's I what mean, that little noise was. And yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, just to, <laughs> just to wrap up what you were saying, just to it wrap was up like, what I was saying though. Yeah, like um, they really big on independence and stuff. So I mean, we're in a really great deal, and we bosses. That's what I was trying to say. Boss we, we boss up. And it's more than, like I said, it's a lot. I think a lot of times people start podcasts and they think, oh, all we just have to do is talk. No. <laughs> you, can, you can be a person that's, you, you can be the person that walks in the room and the party starts. You're the life of the party. Mm-hmm. Everybody telling you, you need to start a show. You need to do this. Everybody feels like, oh my God, I'm so funny. I need a reality show. Oh, I need a podcast. Everybody. All I need is the personality. No. No. If you don't have drive, work ethic, creativity, and like I said, if you don't want to do this shit every week, nobody was listening to us for two to three years. Oh, but wow. I also, nobody. Yeah, but I also want to say something to people too, like you can really change your habits. And I think that that's something that a lot of people don't believe because people love to say, oh no, I'm just this way. This is just how I am. You can really change shit because I used to really be an inconsistent person. Like if something wasn't giving me instant gratification, uh-huh. It was like pulling teeth. Yeah. <laughs> when I tell you this girl used to just not help me with nothing, she'd be like, I'm here to record. I'm like, Drea, please. Drea, please. But once she seen that first little chick come in. Girl, that chick was for $82. But we still got paid. <laughs> I went from $3 to $43. Life was good. But now- when I went to McDonald's, I said, supersize me today because I had $43 but no I just said that maybe to like give a little inspiration or like motivate people who like lack consistency yeah because I definitely used to be that type of person like like I said if something is not giving me instant gratification I'm not making money ASAP off of it I'm not doing it I'm not Mm. sticking to it I used to tell her that all the time I used to be like girl when we gonna start making money because this is not I used to be like bro I used to want to wring her neck so bad because I'm like, just <laughs> come on, we got to keep working. But I really decided to stick with you. She did. She and did. I think it's be- only because I love Lick so much, honestly. Like, that's really what made me really stick it's with It's giving it. good But friends. then as time progressed too, I started to realize, you know, I really love this shit. Hey, like, I'm really not going to lie to y'all. It, y'all it watch- doesn't feel like work when you I, do something you enjoy. Everybody, I need y'all to go watch like the very first episode of Wind Down Wednesday. <laughs> And watch her, and then watch her now. What I have created something so beautiful. Drea, okay. The personality. So, this bitch wanna take all the credit. No. When I first <laughs> saw you guys, I had watched the '85 South show, and I think it was the very first time that y'all were featured on there. Uh huh. Legs had me cracking up. 
Drea, I was like, I like her. Like, she a little prissy. Like, she just prissy in yes, the corner. Very like, much. And it's and like. Everybody think I'm prissy. It is. But you, you are. are. But it's like think a, so, you think so too, Champagne? You over there laughing. What's funny? <laughs> no, but it's a good prissy. Like, it's like. You're prissy, but then, you know, you're like unorthodox in a sense. Like, mm. you're prissy, but then if you want to give some game, you're going to give some game. If you want to let the girls know, you ain't doing it right. Like, you're going to say that. Mm. Lex, you like, you got me fucked up. Because like, y'all be having me fucked up. <laughs> y'all be having me fucked Let me, okay, this is what I'll say. I'm the one... I'm gonna draw people in to poor mine. They're yes. gonna be like, oh, this bitch crazy. This bitch, she putting on wigs, she talking like this. <laughs> Cause I'm a nigga, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But this is the one that's gonna keep y'all there. Cause we we don't talk about um, is it the is retention the word I'm looking for? Retention, yeah. like retention, like keeping people to watch your show. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. one thing that we did on our show in the beginning is we didn't have guests because we wanted people to tune in for us. That's mm -hmm. smart. So yeah. I didn't want people to just come watch our show because we had, you know, like we had light skin Keisha on the show. Like mm -hmm. we didn't want people to just to tune in because we had a light skin Keisha on the show and then never come back. So we, in the beginning stages of our show, we were just like, we're not having guests on mm -hmm. because we want people to love us and look out for us. Right. So I feel like people come to the show because they see my clips and they see me wilding, but she gonna put you on some game. She gonna say some real shit and she funny because people don't, they don't think that because in the clips it's all Lex doing like this, doing like this. But when you really watch the show, it's given the material. It's given Bernie Mac. You know, but all that's right, why. <laughs> you could have said, I don't know, Nick Cannon, Bernie, Drea Mac. All right. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm really playing. I'm really playing. But no, for real though. Like, um, I think I just have like a more subtle type of thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I say shit, like you said, they kind of just, it's unorthodox and you just catch people off guard. Right. Versus Lex, she like in your face with me. Mm -hmm. But that's why it's the perfect balance. Yeah. It's a balance. It's definitely that is yeah. why balance. it's the perfect balance. Yes. Now, you guys mentioned earlier, like people be interviewing y'all and trying to ask y'all inappropriate things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about that. Well, first of all, I mean, I feel like I get it because of the things that we talk about on Poor Minds. Right. Um, we talk about a lot of sexually explicit things. We talk about a lot of crazy shit in general. So mm -hmm. I get why people feel like they can be very lax with us and just like talk to us about anything. But I feel like it's cool sometimes when you in that space with other women. Like right. how we having this interview with you right now. But like when men ask it, it's really sometimes it seems predatory and like weird. Weird. I because think, I don't feel like we even give off that energy. Like, yeah, we talk about certain things on our show, but me and Lex are very professional. <laughs> I'm lying. Okay, I was about to say, bitch, now you lying. You ain't I got know. to lie to we, make your uh, point. Okay, well, what you I'm, ain't got a lot to make your point. Well, what I'm saying is, okay, maybe not very professional, but in a professional setting, it's very obvious we came to work. Right, right, right. Those lines are never blurred. And I will so... I'm sorry, go No, ahead. go ahead. Well, I will say, I think a lot of times, too, is because, like, we go on 85 South a lot. The relationship that we have with Carlos is not the relationship that we have with y'all. We, we have been friends with Carlos for years. So the things I feel comfortable laughing and joking about, because Carlos ain't no weirdo. So I can joke with him about, yeah. you know, sexual things or funny things and it's comfortable. But if I'm just meeting you for the first time, first of all, let's talk about black women are overly sexualized anyway. Y'all overly sexualize us. Sex is normal. 
So I can talk about sex and then a, um, a white woman can talk about sex and it's, oh, she's educating mm -hmm. us. She's teaching us. But as soon as I say something about sucking a little dick, it's, oh, she nasty. She a, she hoe. a hoe. She just a freak. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like a lot of times. Like everybody ain't sucking. Like, we is all sucking dick. Cut it out. You know what I'm saying? Stop. I mean, and people are even going to see somebody. Let me tell you what somebody going to do. They're going to cut this, that clip. And they're like, we look all at these sucking dick. Look at look, these look whores. Look at these whores. I mean, because that's what they do to us. They cut our clips. They try to make us seem a certain type of way. But at the end of the day, we are here and y'all are not going to box us in. We exactly. can do the same thing that these other women are doing. Make jokes about it and have fun. Sex is normal. Sex is part of life. So we're going to talk about it. Exactly. We're going to talk about the things that we don't like in the bedroom. We're going to talk about the things that we like in the bedroom. And that's what we aim to do. Create a space for people to feel comfortable to talk about sex and talk about dating and talk about business. Because you know what? I mean, a lot of people, life in Yeah, general. life in general. Because a lot of people, they don't want to talk about how much money they make. Or they, they feel like you're supposed to hide it. No, if somebody DMs me and be like, okay, Lex, how do I make money doing this? Oh, okay, so let me tell you what I did in the beginning. I'm going to show you the ropes because I had somebody show me the ropes. Well, I'm not hiding nothing because it's enough money out here for everybody. Mm -hmm. So the fact of the matter is, I just feel like a lot of times um, it's harder for black women. Like I said, they over-sexualize us. Always. And as soon as we talk about sex, it's, oh, they're this. And it's like, y'all don't even know. Like, y'all didn't even watch the full Y'all didn't even fucking watch the show. Girl, we were just on 85, and me and Chico was talking about this clip that went viral, like, that keeps resurfacing and going viral of me and him. I forgot what we was talking about, but the way that they cut the clip, it make it seem like he was coming for me. Right. And it wasn't nothing like that. We were having a whole conversation, and y'all cut a two-minute clip. And we love Chico. Like. Yeah, we love Chico. But they cut a two-minute clip out of, like, a maybe 15-minute long topic right. and tried to make it seem like, oh, yeah, he coming for her. And then the people in the comments, too, they like, yeah, they was like, that's what's wrong with these bitches. Bitches be broken. They be having high standards whole time. You're calling me a broke-ass bitch. You don't even realize that I have a whole successful business. I do the same thing that this man does for a The living. same thing. I'm not just a bitch. And they, it's like the comments were... Basically, they were saying and treating me like I was just a random bitch on the couch. They was just saying she that didn't deserve a platform. It's like, no, I built a whole platform myself. Like, and I'm only saying these things because I've reached this certain pinnacle in life to where I feel like I can set these standards. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. And I can't expect these things from men. Maybe I wasn't always in that place. And I feel like that's when people sometimes want to go back to our old episodes and be like, oh, they used to say this and they used to say that. Maybe I wasn't always the type of bitch that could have said, oh, I want this and I want it's that. But now, growth. but now I am. It's about growth. And but I'm going to always say But it. not only that, I feel like, and like I said, I'm not just targeting because I'm for women, period. But like I said, when certain women say things, like if a white woman says, Oh, I mm -hmm. want a man with money. Like, or an Asian woman says, oh, I have to have, it's okay because that's their culture. That's what they're used to. Right. As soon as a black woman says, I want a man that has a certain, you know, that makes a certain amount of money, it's, oh, you supposed to be down in the trenches. You ain't holding it down. 
I don't want to hold it down. But I mean, nobody held me down. I got it myself. But that's a whole nother conversation because that just goes into black women and how we were groomed and raised by yeah, our parents. That is true too. I feel like when it comes to other cultures, they were raised to like, no, your man got to do this and this and this. He got he to gotta make money. He, he got to be provide. a provider. We weren't raised like that. You got to be strong. Be hold strong. It. I N D E P E N D E N T. Webby, no. <laughs> No, we tired. We don't want to be independent <laughs> I'm no tired. more. Motherfuckers is tired. I mean, like, it's good. <laughs> Even if you ja- Jamie, you too. I love her because she got a role. That was Neo. No, it was Jamie, Neo, all them niggas. Okay, you right. She, it was Neo's song. Though. Well, whoever song it was, Neo, <laughs> Jamie, all y'all. Y'all are going to jail. And girls. <laughs> um, we're not trying to have our own, okay? We want to be provided for too. Like they celebrate that shit. And now don't get me wrong. I love the fact that I take care of myself. But if I had, I would love to have something like with a man and we have businesses together and we share a household. Like I would love that. No, I want a man who want us to get this money together. Period. Period. Like I want us to get this money together. But I also want you to treat me like you don't want me to lift a finger. Exactly. Like we gonna get this money, but how you treat me though? You gonna mm-hmm. make sure I'm straight. I right. don't really gotta spend it. I don't really gotta spend mine. Mm-hmm. I don't really have to work hard like in our relationship to make it work. Right. I don't know. But this brings me to damn. This brings me to so many topics. Let me look, cause girl, we don't look. get the chat now. Yeah. Like <laughs> literally, it brings you me. You know we some chatty pants. No, it literally brings me to when a black woman has luxury. How people will be like oh, well, she's just trying to show off or she's just trying to do this and that. And it's like, no, black women deserve the romance. Right. They deserve the luxury. They des- they deserve all of the finer things just we like everybody do. else. It's crazy because, let me say this real quick. Um, somebody had tweeted the other day. They were like, I'm tired of seeing these stories on Twitter about women being tr- mistreated by men ladies show me your princess treatment when did a man do something for I you i love that so all these women started tweeting these amazing things that men have done for them mm-hmm. so it was one old negative nancy ass bitch <laughs> not the nancy she was like all, i'm looking through this thread and everything i see is just about men spending money vacations and bags uh-huh. when are y'all gonna really love a person for who he is first of all is that negative nancy or is that a what Pick me. I mean, either way it goes. First of all, I just feel like y'all have to realize there are five love languages. How to properly love someone. Mm-hmm. Like this is this man that originally wrote this book did hard down research for years, studied people, mm-hmm. studied relationships. So, and you know what? One of the things that he named receiving gifts. That's my love language. And, I love But you know what? Like, me too. But love. let me tell you what number <laughs> one. Let me tell you what uh, I see. You remember when everything was going viral about um, red flags? Mm, yeah. Somebody, a man tweeted and it went viral. He was like, if her uh, love language is receiving gifts, that's a red flag. Why? How? Why? Bitch, I answered the questionnaire just like you. Exactly. But th- this is the thing, though. They try to groom us to feel like 
loving nice things and luxury things like we're not supposed to do that why can everybody else enjoy the finer things except for us why is it a problem everybody has a problem with the luxury aesthetic that black women do on TikTok. why because when everybody else does it it's it's nice it's cool somebody literally said oh um tulum is ghetto now why because black people are going there i'm sorry i don't want to go nowhere where black people not at because if black people there is lit everywhere that they at that's where that's I where i want to be let me tell you something. If we being honest. Okay. And let, let's take it a little further. I said this on my live last night. Everybody's like, I, they, look, I call you myself. You live last night? Mm -hmm. It was. That's the show is. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Best person. Best person. So, y'all know I call myself the Dawn, period. I started calling myself. Why? Because I put that, I love Louis Vuitton. But let me tell you why I love we, Louis Vuitton. I see the material. All right, all right. But I'm not trying to be funny. I love Louis Vuitton because... It reminds me of my mother. Growing up, I saw my mother wear Louis Vuitton. So I would see this black woman. She had her purses, her shoes. And every time I saw Louis Vuitton, I was like, yeah, my mama got, got that shit Not on. Not Annie was the girl. She was the girl. Like, when my mom would come to, the like, my volleyball games, their bags were very much giving payless. Not saying that's a bad thing. But my mama was just, she just... Gay next time elegant. you go to Orange, they gonna run up on you. Like, it's not okay. what you said. <laughs> <laughs> it was yes. giving way. Y'all are. Funny. I'm just saying. My mom has always. Oh, my hair got stuck on my mic. My mom has always represented class and mm -hmm. elegance, and I've always looked up to my mom because I had one parent growing up, and I had more than what people who had two parents had. Mm -hmm. So when I look at Louis Vuitton, I'm like, yeah, when you put a Louis Vuitton on, you really doing something. But that's not because of other races that's because i saw a black woman doing that mm -hmm. you know what i mean so either way it goes like people can be like oh this is a white owned business and i'm not getting into that i'm talking about the things that i like when i see a black woman or something that's when i want to wear it right and then i think a lot of people don't put into consideration of like you said like your mom like louis vuitton that's significant to like you and your mom right so i don't think people put into perspective like you know girls that got dads like they dads give them whatever mm -hmm. so it's like that's how it was with me and my dad. That's, that's me hard. and my dad. Like, yeah. my dad, he literally told me and my sisters, like, uh-uh, if he can't do this, can't do that. Like, they don't take into consideration that, you know, a lot of us were raised, like, where our dad set the standard. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Girl. if you ain't coming correct, you out of there. Like, you you out. I was so spoiled by my daddy. Like, when I tell Same. you, he would not tell me no about nothing. I love my daddy down. I got his whole face on me. That's my daddy. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, like, they just think, I don't know. I hate it. Like, I hate the double standards that black It is. And I feel like yeah. a lot of times when people say that, like, they're going to be like, oh, you, you need a daddy, not a partner. No, but I feel like that's what, that's what a lot of cultures Yo, dad, do. But my thing is, I hate when people try to say that because at the end of the day, your dad is supposed to set the standard. If you're exactly. Fortunate, if you're fortunate enough, because I understand a lot of people are not fortunate enough to have their dad in their life. Like, it's okay. <laughs> like, even with your situation, you know what I mean? Like, some people, it's circumstances out of their control. Mm -hmm. So, if you're fortunate enough to have your dad in your life, like, he's supposed to set the tone. And let me see how cold my daddy was. set the standard for how men are supposed to right. treat you. Right. When exactly. my daddy passed away, he made sure my mom was set even in the afterlife. Yeah. my mom was able to pick her shit up, move, build a beautiful home for her and her two daughters. She didn't work for a very long time because my daddy made sure that if anything happened to him, 
she was straight. Exactly. That's what a man is supposed to be. You know how many times mm -hmm. we see men pass away and their partners or their spouses are on GoFundMe? That was, my daddy was never and giving I'll, that. Yeah, and I'll say that too about my dad. Like when my dad passed away two years ago, like, me and my mom, he made sure like everything, everything was, was straight. Up. Everything was straight. We didn't have to stress about nothing. We didn't have to want for nothing. And I feel like that's what a man's supposed to do. A lot that's of why cultures, I also feel like I tell people all the time. That's why my standards I feel like are, are so, so high. high. Oh my yeah. God, because same. I had such a close relationship but with my daddy, and my daddy was also one of them niggas who used to put me on game. Right. Like he would. He didn't shy away from letting me know. Like you know, these niggas gonna want to fuck with you because you. You look good. You right. got a nice body. You done grew up. You got a little nice shape, whatever. Like, these men gonna want to fuck with you for that. But, like, no, don't be dealing with no man who can't do X, Y, and Z for you. Literally, other, my daddy told me that. Other cultures, literally, the women don't even move out of their house until they have a man to take care of them. They will literally be in the house with their parents and their father until another man can come along and pick up where the dad is leaving off. But like I, I mean, said, when black women ask but, for, I'm not saying, I'm just saying that's what different, because it's normal for men to take care of the household. Well, no, I was about to say, I mean, and this is a whole nother topic, but if we really want to get into it, black people just don't help black people in general. Because they, if you, you want to talk you about 18? other cultures, they be literally staying in whole houses together mm -hmm. so they can save money, building big ass homes so they can save money and like, start their businesses and do the shit that they want to do. They really be helping each other. Us as black people, we do not do that. Mm -hmm. Especially within our families. Like, it be your family sometimes that be hating on you. Ooh. I ain't say mine. Oh. I just said, I thought some tea know. was coming out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying it be your family sometimes, though. You know? Now, speaking of the way a man is supposed to treat mm -hmm. you, my favorite thing about the podcast is y'all's transparent perspective on dating mm -hmm. and relationships in the men. Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna hit y'all straight off the back. Uh -oh. Men, <laughs> men turn offs. Uh -oh. What turns y'all off when it comes to men? Oh. I hate men that are not thoughtful. Same. I want a man that I just wake up in the morning, somebody knocking on my door with some roses. I want a man that's just like, hey, I got reservations. We're going here tonight. Be ready by seven o'clock. I love a thoughtful man. Or like it ain't he, even gotta be roses. Like it could just be like you pay so much attention to me to where you know I like hot wings from this one place. And you see me some damn hot wings. Right, because he knows what you that like. shit to my house. Right. You know what I mean? It ain't always, and I think that's the thing sometimes when we talk about stuff on the show, people mm -hmm. always assume we talking about, you got to buy me a bag. You got to buy me some shoes. I mean, you can. <laughs> I mean, of course, you always can do that. But it's not always about that. I really like thoughtful men. I, love. I really do. So if you're not thoughtful, if you're nonchalant, like I hate men that are like oh if you want me if you want something just ask me i'm sorry it's all right girl we that cuss yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just feel like as a man like i don't want to have to ask you for something like i hate men like if you want something just ask for it just because why do i have to, to detail ask you. i am i pay attention to detail like when i give gifts to a man yes I, it's very much i think gifts. you need this no you need this because i'm very big into home i know what you about to say like people no, who people like gifts we like to give gifts right too. okay and, and i'm gonna take it back to, to, to <laughs> parents and dads mm. 
when your dad, like, he just randomly, like, I'm talking about, I don't know if I should be telling my business on Girl, this, silly. we was getting this juicy was, this couture, and we was getting juicy couture in kindergarten. Like, Period. we was getting... Damn, kindergarten? Yeah, no, I had a my little, daddy ain't do that. Well, I was getting, I was, I was <laughs> like, getting, I shouldn't have got him to No, <laughs> my mom wasn't buying me Louis, but I was, I definitely had that coach on. Yeah, like, I had them coach my mama, shoes. Okay, I will say that my mom and my daddy did used to be buying me coach. Yeah, yeah like it was on. like you know your parents, they like it's not us, it's not us, it's our parents. Mm-hmm. Like so, y'all be getting mad at us because we like. Oh, you need to give me this. You need to give me that. No, you really need to give me that because give that me is it. my love love language. And I'm like, not gonna lie, love. like it is. That's a turn up. I'm not gonna lie, like, and I know because I already know how they're gonna try to make it in the comments. I can already see it. Who but, cares? But girl, not me. Not, yeah, like who cares? Not me. <laughs> but I was about to say, like, that is such a huge turn off to me. Like, I will literally stop talking to a guy because he don't give me gifts and because he's not thoughtful. It's the thought Because like I said, gifts. it's not about like an actual expensive gifts. Like you don't even be showing up to my house with some, I don't know, orange juice. You know I love orange juice. And I love cream. I love orange juice. Like that's the only juice I drink. All I drink is water. It's and just like paying juice. attention to detail. So it's just like paying attention to detail. Yeah, I can't date no man. All right, let's let's get into the petty shit. I don't what? like when a nigga wear brunch boots. <laughs> the Chelsea boots, bro. If you wear Chelsea boots, do not come talk to me. Bro. I don't like when <laughs> why you got on Chelsea boots. I don't like when a nigga missing a side tooth. We hate the side. And you said the black toe. And I don't like a black toe. A black toenail. I don't like niggas that wear sandals. If we being honest, why are you Ooh, wearing a sandal? I see. I got. I like Nigerian men, so huh, you can put on a little sandal. I if mean, you want. if we Ooh. not at the beach, I though. like a little sandal. I like a little sandal at the beach. Yeah, at the beach. One vacation, but like, if we going to eleven forty-five, <laughs> why do you got on sandals? Because you had to put that shit on. That's not putting that <laughs> shit on. I don't okay. like that. Okay, I'll say this: no Chelsea boots, no smoking hookah. Roll up your weed like a real man. What you mean? <laughs> I don't like when men smoke hookah. Why is you oh, asking me to pass the hookah? Okay. I don't smoke hookah anymore. Let me say that. I don't smoke hookah anymore. But I had a situation where I'm I was- I'm in rehab. I was at the club with the dude. You said you went to rehab? I'm in rehab for, for hookah. hookah. Cause I, I mean, I'm trying to stop, but I still do it occasionally. <laughs> so. Literally, I was at the club with a guy, and um, his friend was there, and his friend, like, the, everybody was smoking hookah. And when I got there... Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I asked his friend, I was like, hey, I was like, pass the hookah. Like, he mm. didn't smoke in a while. He was like, nah, get your own. You scaring the hoes, my nigga. You are scaring the hoes, because why is you hogging the watermelon mint? 
You scared the hole. <laughs> Why you even smoking the watermelon me in the first place? You like are like y'all be scaring the hoes. You got your Chelsea boots on, hogging the hookah, scaring the hoes. You niggas be scaring the hoes and y'all don't even know it. And and that's the thing about poor minds. We put y'all on a lot of game because you niggas is really not getting quality women like y'all think y'all are. And you know what? The niggas who wear the brunch boots, they also wear the brunch hats. I don't like that. Oh. The fedora. When, when future Why do you wear a hat with a feather in it? First of all, y'all niggas is not future. Future can wear whatever he want, and he gonna get bitches for life. He is. You niggas future. is not future. Stop wearing them fucking hats. And the boots. And the boots. That's because they ain't got no hairline. <gasps> hat fishes. Hat, I, hat fishes. They always try to get on girls from the makeup, but we. Ne if he got a hat in the profile hat picture, if he got everything. a hat in every picture, every picture, now that fish. a man with a nice hairline really don't wear hats like that. He don't. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like my best friend, he has a beautiful hair. He, that man don't. Er he rarely wears hats. He might wear a bucket hat every now and then, but the hairline is even full, huh? Not fuck it with the bucket. We love a good buckethead. I love a bucket. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> niggas be hatfish. Niggas be hatfishing. And they don't even know what that is. Hatfish. Hatfish is when you have a receding hairline. Your hairline look like a smiley face. You gotta turn to the side for me to see your full edge up. And I'ma just keep it one, honey. I don't like cheap ass niggas. I don't. Mm. I do not want no man that's cheap. Who does? Not Some me. people do. And y'all stop being pick me. Say what you want. Stop being afraid to say, hey, I want a man to buy me things. I want a man that takes me out to dinner. I want a man that buys me wings or buys me roses. She wants that lemon pepper extra wet. Actually hot. Extra crunchy. Hot lemon pepper. Hot lemon pepper. Stop being afraid to tell these men what you want. Why are y'all afraid? Because you know why? American Deli, because they got the little wings. Period. I don't like big oh, wings. Oh, Magic City had the little wings last night, too. And them hoes was good and crunchy. They was. I, tell you, oh. I think I ate one. Mm -hmm. So good. Anyways, like I was saying, stop being afraid to tell people what you want. Because you know what? Y'all end up in these situations, and you wake up, and it's three years later, and you with a nigga that you low-key hate. I mean, but it also weeds out the bullshit. I think that that's what people fail to realize as well about just being honest and saying what you want. First, out of life, out of anything. When you say what you want, that's going to automatically intimidate the niggas that ain't got it. First date. First date, you need to tell your intentions. Mm -hmm. If you're on a first date with a man and you're looking for a boyfriend, you want something serious, let that man know that. You know what? This is the type of guy I like. This is what I'm looking for. At this point in my life, this is what I want. Be honest. So he can be like, you know what? This is not what I'm looking for. Yeah. So I'm going to go around. Or you know what? This is what I'm looking for. So let me take this girl seriously. Be honest. Because if he's be trying honest. to fuck... Because if all he's trying to do is fuck and you say that, then he's going to be like, okay, like, this not the girl for me. He probably yeah. still going to try to fuck, but, I mean, if that's what you're looking for, then You know they definitely going to try it that one time. And girl, niggas, like... if niggas don't love nothing else, but they love the fuck, they don't love no money. <laughs> they definitely don't love that. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you how bad, down, they down bad no these money. niggas are. Last they night, love spending this it, but man, they love not club. last night. Last night, this man was like hitting on me. And I told him, I said, hey, my phone off. He kept asking for my number. I said, hey, my phone off. I, you know, I ain't got no money to pay my bill, but I'm gonna give you my email. He was like, oh, I bet. 
You will fuck with a bitch who can't keep Never. her phone on. And then didn't even offer like to give you the money. But not even her. that. Why is you trying to fuck with a bitch who can't keep her phone on? I mean, my phone is very much on. I just didn't want to give him yeah. my number. So I was saying, my phone is off. Let me give you my email address. And he took the email. He was like, all right, bitch, bitch. What, what, what is it? At Gmail, iCloud, Ymail. He was ready, hun. And if you go to your junk mail, because that's what he needs to be. He probably But that's just that's what I'm telling you. Like men will literally they'll do anything for some pussy. Anything. And honestly, if I don't have a mental connection, spiritual connection, I don't the sex is not gonna be good. Sex is beyond physical for me. Same. Yeah. It gotta be. If I don't vibe with you, if I don't vibe with you, I can't have sex with you. I say that all the time on the show. Um I have never in my life had sex with somebody that I don't like. I have to like Never? Never, never. Lex, when? Okay. I'm asking you when. when? You go whisper in my ear. I'm I'm, not. No, tell me. Mm-hmm. When? Who? <laughs> Next question. Oh, because we got these. We got these. Exactly. Mics. <laughs> these mics are a little different. Dude, I'm trying to remember. It's who. All, it doesn't Can you matter. Give me a description. No. Please? Mm-mm. What? Girl, next question. Girl. No, I feel like I only be fucking niggas I like. I don't care what she say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, hold on. Girl, move on. <laughs> no, so, okay. So you guys are like the home girls, like the homies. Like yeah. how y'all chop it up with dudes. Yeah. It's like homie vibes. Have y'all ever had guys place y'all in the homie category because the cool vibe that y'all get? No. Niggas always want to fuck. Um, they do. I'm not going to lie. Literally, okay, so I, I have a lot of guys. I tell them, like, actually, yeah. we're friends. Well, first of all, I have a lot of guys, like, really close friends. Well, not a lot, but literally my best friend, one of my best friends, he's my brother-in-law. He never tried to holler at me. I've known him since I was 15 years old, and him and my sister ended up, they got a whole baby now. Shout out to Rod, that's my nigga, like. And a little peanut. A little peanut, like, and he's never, he's never tried to, like, holler at me. Like, we've always been friends. Now, one of my other best friends is actually a guy I dated for a long time, and we were just so toxic together and romantic, romantically, mm-hmm. but now, um, we have a very good friendship and it's like one of my favorite relation, like friendships. Like mm. he's so important to me. So like, yeah, we did. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's hard not to fuck him cause he fine as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes <laughs> he come over, I'm like, if you want to dick me down, you can. He is attractive. <laughs> he's very fucking, the pussy is still here for you. I tell him that all the time, but. I respect oh the boundaries. I feel like there's boundaries on both of our ends because I know I can't fuck him because I will fall in love with him all over again, vice versa. But um, I feel like we're in the friend zone category, not because I'm the homegirl, but just because our relationship is healthier as friends. And I feel like a lot of times as women, we mess up relationships because not every man that comes in your life needs to be a romantic partner. Sometimes people yes. are better friends, and yes. that's what me and him have oh realized. God, yes. Yeah, I have a male best friend. He's been my friend for like 10 years, mm-hmm. and I love him down. And it be so crazy because I have conversations with people often whenever I tell them about him, and they be like, y'all ain't never fucked before. 
No. Or maybe y'all should get married. Like, right, right. Like, no, we haven't never fucked before. We've never had no type of sexual relationship. Nothing. That's really my best friend. Mm. And I will really call him all the time. And I be talking to him about my niggas when he was single, because he's not single anymore. But when he was, he used to call me, talk to me about his bitches. Like, that's really my homeboy. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to me that people don't think that attractive women, people can have... Like, yeah, two attractive people and a male and a female can really have a genuine friendship. Exactly. And they've never fucked with each other before. I don't even call niggas my friends that I done fucked. It's just me. <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, my bro, my had, bro. No, that had, nigga, my homie. I had one. I left I out the part when he ate my ass. Yeah, I had an but, ex that I was really cool with. We not cool no more, but that was my friend. But other than that, I just, I don't feel like I could be friends with niggas I done fucked. Hmm. Y'all, you, do you think you could be friends with a nigga you fucked? I don't. No. Especially if that chick was fire. I'm, we cannot. Yeah, like, it, we're we not friends. Not be Get off my friends. phone. Like, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Like, <laughs> seriously, like, I am literally platonic friends. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I had a conversation with Dre's actually today because he, fa- like, we FaceTime each other literally every day. Mm-hmm. We talk every day. I was like, damn. It'd be so hard sometimes because he is fine as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, but he's literally, like, my best friend. She so, be doing a lot. But he is, baby. And... I hope you don't watch this, but the dick is fine. But I will say I value our friendship more than mm-hmm. that. Like, I really do. So I feel like, yes, we're platonic. Like, we really are platonic friends. Like, <laughs> for now. all right. No, that's my friend. It's And it's literally like, and we're, we've gotten to the point to where, like, we talk to each other about other people that we're dating and things like that. Like, it just is what it is. I'm just anticipating when you gonna call me and tell me that y'all fucked again. <laughs> we not fucking. Because I just don't. We're not. I'm not buying it. I love it. I, no, he's amazing. He's an amazing friend. No, I he's really cool appreciate though. Yeah, he's like he cool. He's a nice person. He's amazing. And but like I said, when we were dating, he was the most terrible nigga on this earth. Like literally, I thought he was a demon. But now that we're <laughs> friends, I literally love him and I appreciate him so much. So I do think you can be friends with somebody that you fucked before. I do. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say you love him now. We just talk about that nigga for ten minutes. Edit this. Cut, cut, <laughs> cut, cut, cut the cameras. <laughs> no, and I want to ask you. I feel like with this generation, the dating world is mm-hmm. in shambles right now. So. Y'all's advice, what do y'all feel is like, when it comes to dating, what is the proper way to date? I know there's no really, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. That's what I was going to say, get, ain't no proper way. It's no proper way, but I feel like when it comes to dating, it's way too many rules. It is. Um, We talk about this all the time on Per Minds, actually, because I'm a person where I feel like it's, um... It's rules. It is rules. Like you, it's games you gotta play. Unfortunately, you gotta go and do certain shit. Like you gotta react a certain way. You gotta say mm-hmm. certain shit. You can't just sometimes be your authentic self. Right, right. Depending on what you're trying to get out the convert, um, not conversation out of the situation. Lex, on the other hand, she feels like I don't want to play. I don't no want to play no games. I, I love you. No I want to tell you I love you. Already know my name. I want to yeah. tell you on the second day that I love you. Period. Why are y'all too my? Why are y'all too like 
It's like if you put mm-hmm. both of y'all together, you get me. Yeah. Like it's literally if y'all put both of y'all together, like it's literally me. Honestly, I think that oh that's why gosh. Poor Minds is really popular. I that think that's is why, why it does well because we're I so think, opposite. Well, because I think we're so opposite, but I think everybody got a little you in them, and, and then I they got a little me. me. Like I yes. feel like with dating, they're so. That's why I don't like dating because I, I like it. to be real from the get go. Are we fucking? Are we getting married tomorrow or not? Because by the time the crab case come out i know if i want to marry you you have to order two drinks to decide if you love me i just need and i need like 10 days to know if i'm gonna marry you and i just and then i probably still will decline and this is a lot of misconception about the show too like we don't know the answers we're trying to figure out that's what's so entertaining we're trying to figure out the dating world as well so a lot of times people be like, oh, Lex and Drea have the answers, bitch. No, we don't. Somebody's <laughs> So we just actually added a new segment to the show um, where we get testimonials. Because we used to just get questions in. Mm-hmm. So now we told them they can start sending in testimonials. Like if we answered your question, then you could tell us like how it affected you or whatever. Somebody wrote us last week and said, you, like, bitches, bitches. you bitches ruined my life. And Whoa. I ruined it again. And I was like, and I was like, well, bitch, that's your fault. Cause why you listen to me? Y'all don't even got no man. We ain't got no kids or man. Yo, man. But the people that and when y'all listen to us about children and men, why? <laughs> bitch, blame yourself. It's giving you need to blame yourself for being dumb. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was gonna tweet this, but the people that have no business being in a relationship give the best relationship advice. You think so? Not you low-key saying we ain't got no business being in a relationship. No, I but I'm like that too. Advice. Like I be like, okay, girl, you know. But my relationship advice is like, y'all need to do this. Y'all need to send this. It's just it's, easy, it's easier said than done. All for anything. Yeah. It's easier said than done. I can tell you how to treat and do what you're supposed to do in a relationship all day. Am I gonna do that? No. We <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you something. It's probably gonna sound terrible. I probably shouldn't say these. We don't ever take our own advice. Most of sometimes the time. I do. I don't either. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, I do. I've created boundaries. I, my last situation, I cut him off. Who? Literally. Bro, I really you know, that I wanna be like, who? You need to cover your mic. Okay. <laughs> Let me say it. Let me say it. Who? Oh, okay. I cut that nigga off like very quick. He made you though. No, he didn't make me because uh, anybody, anybody else in that situation. I'm saying I'm not. I'm not saying he made you, but he forced your hand. Like if you would have kept dealing with him after that, I would have been looking at you. Like, but a lot of women do. Exactly. But a lot of women still do deal with men that do fucked up shit to them. And granted, y'all, not that Lex care because I done thought she was pussy a lot, and she. I'm she pussy gonna, right now. I'm about to text she, this nigga right she gonna now. Do she I'm pussy wants. right now. I'm she don't right give a fuck now. about my opinions. That's why I don't and even don't. give up. Wait, what's your signs? What is your signs? I'm a Leo, but oh, my I moon is in Pisces. So if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. We actually just had a um, astrologist on our show. And she taught us about everything. So yeah. let me tell y'all something. 
the day you were born, that's your like, what, sun sign is it? Yes. It's the sun sign, so that's, you know, the main, but your real personality is your moon sign. Yeah. So my moon sign is a Pisces. I am very that's emotional. That's why you ready to get married. Yes, that's I That's why she, my man, my, my man. When I'm in love, oh, I'm a sick bitch. <laughs> and I hate it here because I be on the phone. Wait, what's yours? My Drea. Okay, so I'm a Taurus. That's my sun sign. But the crazy thing is my moon sign is Leo, which is her sun sign. Mm -hmm. And when we had the astrologist on the show, she was telling us, like, that's how y'all connect. Because, you know, like she said, your moon sign is really more of who you really are than your sun sign. So I just feel like, yeah, girl, that's why I'm a little crazy and I'll be giving a fuck about a lot of shit because it's that Leo in me. Yeah. But I have a lot of fire in my chart in general. Like my chart all over the place. Hers is pretty consistent because she said you have a lot of Virgo. I'm very, I'm giving Earth fine. Yeah. Me. I'm a Virgo. My sun is a Virgo. My oh, moon really? is Gemini and my Ooh. rising is Scorpio. So my, so my Venus is Gemini. My rising is Libra. That's why I'm saying, girl, I'm all over Ooh, the place. Yeah, you are. Yeah, that's why I don't be liking these niggas. That's for why real. she's a psychopath, basically. <laughs> you think I'm a psychopath? It's giving Ted Bundy. Wow. Really? You catching bodies? Y'all was both catching bodies, just a little differently. <laughs> Excuse me, bitch. I'm a lady. <laughs> <laughs> I love y'all. Oh and you got more bodies than me. <laughs> You're lying because I'm laying on my mouth. <laughs> Bitch, exactly. How you know you got more? Because I don't. I lost count. And that's exactly. I, but but see, I know mine, and that's what I'm saying. So mine if you, be for more, you to lose count, that's a lie. I can't count past five. <laughs> got your ass now. <laughs> Where you gonna go? Where you gonna go from there? Where, Where you, you gonna, gonna go? go? Oh my gosh, I love y'all so much. <laughs> Girl, cause we for fucking clowns. Y'all are, but it's like, uh, this is everything that, you know, people need to see because like we mentioned earlier, the stigmas of black women is just ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I feel like, and I feel like people just need to have real friendships. I'll say this, like, I am not a super emotional person, but sometimes when I talk about Lex and think about her, it does make me emotional because I feel like she made me a better bitch. Be serious. You supposed to be like, you supposed to be ruining my time. Okay. Okay. So yeah, like I just feel like she's made me a better person and a better friend because right. I just really didn't used to give a fuck about friendship. Amen, sister. And you know, it's like, but, but because she is emotional, cause she got that, Pisces moon she's so damn emotional all the time and she's so sensitive so even like I'm just a person who I say what I think I say what I feel all the time I'm sure you know that from watching poor minds like I really don't have no filter and I just say things mm. um with Lex I've had to learn to be more sensitive everything be makes me cry because she's very sensitive. Everything makes So I have fun. to always think about my approach when I say things to her or how I'm gonna convey it to her because I know if I say it the wrong way I'm gonna cry not she might hang up on my she might oh, hang up in my face i'm notorious for hanging up in people's face I'm she might not talk to me face. for three days like she's that friend mm -hmm. but yeah i just think it all around has made me a better person and i feel like we balance each other in um different ways 
we bring we both bring something really good to the friendship and i feel like most people just don't have real friends in their life like this is really my friend like i don't never feel no judgment when i talk to her like i know i can call her and tell her anything like some crazy ass shit that i did that if i told somebody else they'd probably be like oh my god i can't believe you did that lex is never like that she'd just be like okay sis well like that phone call i got at 6 a.m <laughs> what phone <laughs> Bitch, which one? You know the last no, you one. Can tell me. No, I'm not. I'm absolutely not telling that story. At 6 a.m. When you was upstairs in your apartment. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That was that was a wild night. <laughs> but yeah, like Lex is the person that I just always feel like I can call. I can tell her anything, and I feel like she always tell me the same thing too. Like she'll be like, I just I feel like you not really a judgy friend. Yeah. Like I can just always tell you. Out of I all just, my friends, she is the one that's like I can tell her anything, and I just be like, Well, I don't fuck this nigga. Look who I'm fucking again. And it might <laughs> and this might sound this might be a bad thing, but I feel like. It be a lot of the time because, like, I'm a person who, like, I just, I don't really care. Yeah. Not about that a lot of stuff. Not, not that, that I don't, don't care, care about but, you. Right. But I don't care, like, what other people do if they're doing something that makes them happy. Like, if right. that's what makes you happy, even if it's going to end up being bad later down the line, bitch, I want, you're my friend. I like to see you happy. That's so I'm you. never gonna bring it to you like, yeah. bitch, you dumb. Why would you go back and fuck with that nigga? Because it's like, if whenever I talk to you, your face light up when you deal with this nigga. Right. And not only that, then just it makes with anything happy. in life, being like, I'm a Leo, her uh, moon is in Leo. Leos, we live for the moment. Yeah, that too. I don't give a fuck how I'm gonna feel tomorrow. Right now, yeah. I'm happy. Same. So I think that's what life is about. We need to learn how to enjoy these moments that we're happy. So I've learned how to indulge in that because mm -hmm. I don't know when I'm going to feel like this again. If I get this feeling again, cool. But if I don't, at least I got to live in this moment right now and be happy. And so. my thing as a friend too is like, okay, you did that. And to a lot of people that might be dumb and I probably should have told you not to do it. But it's like, okay, bitch, well, if you end up, if that nigga break your heart or whatever, we going to deal with that shit too whenever it comes. Amen, sister. Like, I'm going to be there for you either way, you know? And pal, that's how the friendship's supposed to go. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is. Most people just not good friends. And I had a lot of bad friends, so I can say that. Okay, we need the friendship podcast where you guys speak on friendship. We need that badly. But I mean, I honestly just feel like Lex, this is the relationship that made me a good friend. Honestly, because I never because I feel like I have always surrounded myself me being a person who don't really care about a lot of shit And I'm not like super emotional. I feel like I've always surrounded myself around other people that are like that. But um, I think also um, People don't my know friend Lynn too. I'll say that too. Shout out to my friend Lynn. I think one thing that I have learned also in our friendship as well is learning how to take accountability That's when relationships thing, yeah. or friendships go wrong. It's never one-sided I just feel like the main thing that goes wrong in friendships and relationships, people don't know how to take accountability. One thing about me is when me and Dre's friendship was going sour, I spent a lot of time blaming her and being like, you did this, you did this. But you know what? When I sat down, I was like, you know what? I was picking at you at this moment and I apologize for that. When I said this to you, I knew what I was doing mm -hmm. and I, I, I'm sorry for that. Why is it so hard to say sorry? And that's the difference between people being emotionally intelligent 
and people, everybody wants to think that they're so emotionally intelligent, but you're really not. Mm -hmm. Until you can apologize and not feel like you've taken an L. Me apologizing to her wasn't me taking an L. It was us healing and me getting my friend back. And that's something I really had so to So if learn. you can't apologize to somebody because you feel like, oh, they got one up on me, you will, you will never have one up on me. I apologize to you. And however you receive that, that's on you. But I know that I've let myself, I'm released of the guilt I was feeling for that. And that's beautiful. It that's really why is. Saying, that's why you made me a better friend. Because one thing about me, I used to be the type of bitch, I'm gonna forever get my leak back. Bitch, I'm not apologizing to you. I'm dead. But I feel like apologizing. But licks have made me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I, and I'm not just that way now in our friendship. I'm that way in all of my friendships, all of my relationships. Like, I don't mind being transparent and telling people how I feel. Like, bitch, if you hurt my feelings, you hurt my feelings. Right. I used to be a person who I always had my guard up. Like, I never wanted to make nobody feel like they affect me. Like, what you did ain't really affect me, bitch. I don't care. But it really used to eat mm -hmm, me up. Mm -hmm. Now I don't give a fuck about telling people, like, you know, bitch, that was fucked up. You hurt my feelings. And let me say this before we close out as well. If a friend comes to you and says, like, if I say, hey, Drea, you did this that bothers me. That's not Drea's moment to say, well, you did this two weeks ago and that bothered me. Stop doing that. When somebody tells you that they that you did something to bother them, that's not your moment to tell them because when they did that to you, you should have brought it up when it happened. So if I muster up the strength to tell you, hey, you did this and it bothered me, don't bring up something I did to you three months ago or two weeks ago or even yesterday because that was your moment to say something. So I think people just don't know how to properly communicate and that's where things just fall off on the deep end. And you gotta not make things about yourself. Too. Right, right. Like when somebody talks to you about something, that's something that I had to work on. When people talk Ooh. to you, when people talk to you about things, I think that I used to feel like if I'm telling you about a similar situation that I've been through, then I'm kind of um, cope, like trying to help. I'm coping. Being empathetic. Or being empathetic, yeah. yeah. But no, sometimes you just gotta let people be. Just let them say what they gotta say. And don't be like, well, girl, I went through. Yes, because girl, right. I did. You could be like, oh my God, I waxed off my eyebrow. It's so ugly. Well, girl, I got a wax last week. And let me tell you what she did. You think your eyebrow bad? Let me tell you what she did to my pussy. Great and the growth. Period. Love you. Uh. Y'all are so, uh, I just love y'all. I have no words left to say. Like, I feel like y'all came on the porch and just. Did what needs to be done. This was a this was a good long it one. It was, was so a good. good. Long like, not a good long one. Good long one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Before we wrap this thing up, do y'all have any shout outs? Yes. Um. So we're actually working on a few things right now. Um. We just started doing live shows. So we actually had a live show in Nashville in November. We did two shows in one night. The first one sold out. The second one. Like, I think it's all half. Yeah. We actually got a show coming up right now in Charlotte. Sold out. Sold out already. Um, we probably going to do Houston, Atlanta, New York soon. Um, so, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, we, we're No, not probably. We are working on a tour this summer. Yeah. Um, and like I said, Poor Minds is a brand. So, we so, doing merch. We yeah. got a clothing line. A we whole have a clothing cl line, not just merch. But yeah, like a it's a clothing, clothing line, line that we're working on. We also have um, other things that we're actually producing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually producing a podcast right now called High Maintenance. So, shout out to them. Um, it's a really good podcast. It's yeah. two girls smoking, rolling up. 
Um, and Drea got her lip gloss yeah, line Yeah, so I got my lip gloss line coming. I don't know when this, this is going to air, but so I don't know if it's going to be out by the end or not, but yeah, I got my lip gloss line coming. Y'all stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting my hosting bag. So there's a lot of events yeah. in Houston that I'm working on Same. that I'm going to make sure y'all are tuned in and can show up at. But like, yeah, like I said, Portland is a brand yeah. in the movie. Like we have it's so much stuff. But podcast. yeah, I feel like the tour is what's like, what's really going, you know, if y'all can come to our live shows, that's when y'all really going to be blown back and y'all going to love it. Like I said, we coming to New York. Houston, we doing something in Atlanta, Chicago, everywhere. DMV, everywhere. Everywhere. So this summer, we outside. four months tour. It's a brand. It's so a movement. Yeah. You know, you can follow me on Instagram at Dre and Nicole with three E's. Twitter, Dre and Nicole underscore. Um, we just made a TikTok, so you can follow the Poor Minds TikTok. It's P O U R underscore M I N D S, and that's the same as our Instagram. And it's too. the same as our Instagram and Twitter as well. Child, just search Legs P. Somebody gonna pop up. <laughs> it's probably gonna be my y'all gonna know my loud talking. I feel like ass. at this point, that's the crazy thing about <laughs> social media. Like it's so many different platforms, so you have to like tell each name for each. It's thing. a lot. So yeah, if y'all just but, search Poor, look, just go to YouTube and search. P-O-U-R-M-I-N-D-S, and we gonna come up. And you can also catch us on, like, you know, a few episodes of 85, because we don't And shout out to the home time. team, 85, Carlos, Chico, T, uh, Chico, I said Dico. Carlos, Carlos, Chico, Chico DC. DC, big shout out to Chad and, and Ryan, Ryan, to the yeah. fam, yeah, so, yeah. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.